up, guys? Welcome back to another great episode of Redirect. You already know who this is. Your boy with the, with the, ah, la, la, la. the host with the most, K Most, K Ron. You already know. That's how you know he's not because he messed up. Anyways, yes. let me finish. Then we got Wet Vaughn over here. You know, he ain't about nothing anyway. He is 0.01% of the podcast. He is my bag boy. Not Wait, introduce yourself, bag boy. I'm going to introduce the podcast because that's, again, not the instructions you were given, but you just go ahead and do your own thing. Welcome to Redirect, guys, the podcast where we redirect your attention away from your daily stressors, things that you can't control, and the drama in your life. We hope to provide you with some redirection and new perspectives, some laughs, and just a good time. So welcome back. We hope this becomes your favorite podcast. Again, I am Devon. Most of the podcast. I'm not going to go into percentages because, you know, I don't feel like it. But He can't do math. I don't want to have to do it. Today, I, uh, for this episode, I'm 50%. Because we have a guest. Oh. Our guest here is Raven Jackson. Mm. She is 49% today and Karan's 1%. <laughs> I ain't going to have to okay, do it. That, was, that sounds like math to me. <laughs> right, and I did it perfectly, right? Right, I mean, hey. <laughs> But Raven, thank you for being with us. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Whose side are you on? Uh, well, like you said, I'm Raven. Um, I'm from Jackson, Florida, and I'm currently a grad student at ODU, and I'm getting my clinical mental health counseling degree. Um, and I'm from Jackson, Florida. Did I already say that? Yep. I did. So they know twice. It's okay. So it's a, it's a Florida thing. Glad to be here. Cool. You proud of that Florida? I tell you that. I know. I have to. I mean, hey, I'm different. You know, <laughs> y'all from Virginia, Plano, Virginia. And I'm from Florida. Actually, Florida kind of crazy too. So, it's, uh, not kind of. It's very. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna get into that. Fighting the alligators and stuff. You know, she got a pet alligator in that apartment right now. They, they ain't no dog. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, let's do our little check-in, y'all. How have y'all been? Well, I've seen him last week. We talked, you know, briefly the other day, but how's things going? Who you ask? Who you asking first? It's two people. Here. Ladies first. How you been doing, Raven? Um, I think I've been pretty good. I mean, this was like the second week of school, and um, also working kind of full time, so it's been overwhelming. Motivation's low because everything's through Zoom, but I mean, overall, just been pretty content. Just trying to keep myself grounded. Okay. What's one thing that you're grateful for uh, from today or, or throughout the week? Oh, wow. Um, I guess I'm just really grateful for this opportunity. I know that's like really cliche, but like doing something like this is like pushing myself out of my comfort zone. So, you know, being able to, you know, push myself is always, you know, I'm grateful for that, you know. Well, you're changing lives, Ron. You're changing lives. I do that already for a living. <laughs> I do. How do you do? do every day talking to different clients. That's hard. Monday through Friday, not, not Saturday or Sunday. I'll tell you that right now. I take my time off. Yeah. Love care is the best care, Raven. This way yeah. you know <laughs> um, but me, we'll I don't know the backstory about <laughs> <laughs> they might hear a little bit about that. Uh I've been doing pretty good, just chilling throughout the week. Um, just out here, you know, making moves, working towards my licensure as a licensed professional counselor. So that's really all my goal is for the next two, three years. So I'm gonna say that every time I come up here. That sounded pressing. <laughs> He's going to say every podcast has an LPC. Well, it's going to be amazing once I finally change it up and say, you know what? I don't need this no more. I got my license. You will get the same check in for the next three years. Thank you. You're going to throw a party when you get your LPC. That's huge. You said you want to throw a party for me. I said we're going to have to throw a party for you. Okay, y'all heard that here first. Like Raven Jackson. <laughs> She would throw me a Florida style party. I can't wait. Gonna Not be a Florida style. Alligators from the ceiling and whatnot. Don't I can't boys. wait. Boy, about that. Hey. Oh, what? Snakes coming out of the toilet? But I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> What's something that you have, have been grateful for? I am very grateful for the okay. great people over there at Apple Support. Because as y'all can see, we finally got the microphone back working. Right. I was struggling with this laptop of mine. I was contemplating on spending money. Money I don't have. But they was able to help me out get everything situated. So now we're back up and running officially. Yeah. Okay. The microphone sounds real crisp. So we yeah, love it. Cool that much money we spent uh, for it. Right. <laughs> That's cool, too. This ain't even all of our inventory. We got two of these things. We went to like three different wow. ones. <laughs> um, so what about you? I'll, I'll end it, a little check-in. Um, This week was stressful. Mm. It's like Monday through Friday. You were stressed last week, weren't you? Yes, because mm. of work. He has a stressful job. Dude. That would um, make sense. So I caught up on like some um, documentation and 
just kind of like when I came home, I decompressed and mm-hmm. spent some time with family and friends. And I, this weekend, I felt a whole lot better. You ain't spent no time with me. What friends I you got? I hung out with you on Friday. That don't count. Look at you. Oh yeah, we did talk on Friday. That was a that was like an hour and a half. And who knows how long y'all <laughs> before then. So anyways. Good old quality time. Um so since then I've been good. I haven't had any stress headaches uh yesterday, today, and I'm chilling. And the thing that I'm grateful for is uh I'm gonna go with what Raven said. This opportunity right here. Um you guys will get to learn more about Raven as the episode goes on, but um she's very intelligent. She's also in the mental health field. And we have been listening to the people that have been providing us with uh, critiques. We brought a female perspective. That's really the only thing. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only thing. Like, we y'all told it off in the beginning. <laughs> Welcome to a redirect. No, this is Devon Karan. We are two young black men. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's crazy because people are saying that. But for me, I was like, I, when I was going to write a review, I, w- I was going to respond and say, like, I love y'all coming together as men and having opinions and not talking over each other or like just you know, being able to have an open ear for each other. That was my favorite part. But I could see for conversations like this, you know, having a woman's perspective is really important. Ooh, it, but, you know, it's hard out here in the streets trying to find a female that's going to come on the podcast. Yeah. No COVID and everything. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you're here because, you know, we, you and I have conversations that are always good. She's open-minded, y'all. And I think you guys are going to get a lot from her. So thank you for being here. Yes, I'm is. also grateful for my friend. Don't touch me. Right here. I'm, my friend, come on. <laughs> I'm about to make her real comfortable, y'all. Come oh, on. Really? You know what? Yes. You know what, Karan? I love you a lot, bro. You've been oh. my good friend for like, what, seven years? Oh, we no. started this podcast together. Look, 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 look. Love affirmation. <laughs> Keep uncomfortable. I take his mind away. I'm trying to do math. Hold on. <laughs> I'm trying to think. When, when, I was trying to think. When did we start working at Jason? Uh, this, say I love you back. Can I? Can I not do the math first? I'm trying to figure out how long it's actually been because I don't want him up here lying to the people. I'm trying to think. When did I start working at Jason? Y'all see what this look like? Mm-hmm. Oh, this, this, we're gonna talk about this later. This is a perfect bridge. I say this. <laughs> You just rejected him. Right? <laughs> First of all. Perfect yeah. bridge to the conversation. Oh, my God. You are in training. Yeah. I, I, I am past my training. You need to. Anyway, <laughs> as Raven said, guys, the topic for today is rejection. Nah, uh-huh. what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I want everybody. I want everybody. All here. right, say it again. They listen to the podcast. They can hear it. Nah. I spoke it right to the mic. <laughs> say it again. Say it again for one time. Can anybody hear you? It again. Anyways, topic is is rejection, guys. As you just saw, my expression for my friend mm-hmm. of love and care mm-hmm. and support. He only rejection. he only did it for the podcast. Nah, mm-hmm. I told you that before. I felt that. No, I felt like that was really genuine. Yeah, he tell me that on my and birthday. It's more wasn't. important that he did it on the call so right. everybody can know his love for you and his appreciation. What do you do? Shoot me down. Mm. For my millions of people. He ain't do that for my birthday. For millions of people. He ain't do that for my birthday. You millions of people. It's like fourteen viewers. What you mean? I'm speaking into it. We're manifesting. Okay, look, millions one day. Watch one day, but as in today. <laughs> so let me ask y'all this: Have y'all heard of the story? Um, I think it was last week or the week before. There was a woman in Harlem. She was in like a convenience store or some kind of store. There were three men. Um, I think I don't know if one of them or all of them was like making comments towards her, trying to talk to her or whatever. Um, she declined their advances and they attacked. Her. That's one instance, right? We have that. Fortunately, the people in Harlem came together. Um, they they did a rally, advocated for her, which you know was great. We need more stuff like that. Then last week we have another story. Chad Wheeler, football player on the Seahawks. He apparently. Allegedly, I'm going to say, because everybody (laughs) gets their day in court. Allegedly uh, beat and choked his girlfriend or partner. I don't know what they were to each other. Um, He thought she was dead. This is what the story says. He thought she was dead. He proceeds to have like a smoothie or some kind of meal next to her, what he thought was her lifeless body. She's not dead. Um, Heartless. Right? Crazy, right? Um, And... She's in a hospital. I think he, I don't know if he's been cut by the team or whatever, but that's, it's just been press around that. I hate hearing stories like this. Like, this goes with rejection, y'all, but I just kind of want to take a moment to kind of talk about this. Mm-hmm. It's sad 
that we continue to have these stories and that women continue to have to feel threatened and afraid around it. Like, you and I have talked about this, Raven. I don't know if it was for this podcast or before, but I've talked to, like, uh, other females. And one of the things I hear a lot is you all have to be mindful of how you uh, turn down a man's advances because mm-hmm. you don't know how he'll react. Right. Can you share some light on that? Seeing that, I mean, being that you're the only female here. Right. So, I mean, like I said, it's kind of scary. Like, even when I'm walking my dog, like, you know, you have to be mindful of, like, if a guy were to come up to you and start talking to you, just even talking to you in general, or having to look over my shoulder when walking, you know, outside, you know, it's like you have to be very mindful of, like, how you sound, how you put down. Like, sometimes you even have to lie. For me, I don't like lying, personally. But saying that I have a boyfriend is safer than saying like, no, just straight up no, because if you have a boyfriend, hopefully, hopefully he will respect me in my relationship. Um, and probably that respect is gonna be greater than if I were to just say no to him, which obviously is just a straight up rejection, like, you know. So it, yeah, I, me personally, I haven't had a really violent situation or like the um, young woman in Harlem, but I mean, it, I'm not negating that that can't happen to me, you know, and a lot of women, for example, like a guy could be like, hey, can I have your number? And then even if you say no, he was like, fine, I want your ugly behind anyways, like stuff like that happens. Just like you just thought I was cute. And then now you think I'm ugly because I rejected you. Huh? And that's a tame version of what I've heard that some men say to women. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to be not we have to we shouldn't be used to it. But that's just the reality that we live in. So, Yeah. It's it's pretty discouraging and you know scary, honestly. Yeah, and that's sad. I mean, here, I mean, you know, we, we're not a company, but at Rita Red, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, here at Rita Red, like, we have five hundred uh, fortune. Why ain't we? We could be, but we don't condone that. I mean, Karana and I both have sisters. We have mothers. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm in a relationship. Karana here running the streets, so we both are interacting. <laughs> With women, and yeah, it's just—it's just sad that not to laugh at the situation, but it's just sad that y'all have to experience that. Like yeah. when when somebody says no, you should just take it as that and go yeah. on with your married business. Right. I think that no is because their self is attached to that rejection. So like you know, they're, they might feel a sense of like, well, I'm not worthy enough for that girl, or she thinks she's better than me, like maybe like a power struggle. Like there could be a lot of things that are like attached to the anger or the aggravation that they get from getting a no from a woman, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, we can dissect that. I feel like there's a lot of different points on why men actually do get mad, you know, when a woman says no, because it could just be simply like, I'm just not interested. Like, like for me, I was just telling you, like I'm being intentionally single right now. It has nothing to do with who you are as a man i'm just not interested in talking to you <laughs> like so yeah i'm rejecting everybody <laughs> you said i'm out here texting everybody i said rejecting everybody i'm not reject. i mean a lot of people try to talk to me like that but i'm just saying like you know that's just where i'm at right now and i would people should respect that yeah. you know I'm not, I'm not over here saying no you're ugly you're this this now nah, i'm just saying no i'm just not interested i don't say it in a mean way i'm just yeah. very assertive about what i want and what i don't want and these stories are all trash, man. All right. Cause I, I don't, I've never responded or reacted that way when someone's turned me down. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not every man out here, right? No, but not, yeah. there are a lot of men that are uh, attached to their ego, insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and insecure. So when a woman or anybody that they're trying to, because it's not just men female relationships, um, I would imagine it's, it's probably everything. Cause men, you know, I, We've had this conversation before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people who tend to have a position of power mm-hmm. seem to have more fragile egos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've noticed that, you know, with uh, us living in a patriarchal society. I was about to say, sounds like patriarchy to me. Right. You know? <laughs> it always goes back to that, right? It always goes back to that. Um, when we have those instances, it's like, oh, it's an attack on me. Why don't you want me? You know, like, she just don't. <laughs> yeah, and if anything, it's so much more attractive if someone say someone would ask for my number and they're like, and I say no, no, thank you, I'm I'm okay, mm-hmm. and they're just like, okay. Well, I hope you have a good day, and you know, and that happens. I'm not saying that doesn't happen either. There are men who do that. Like, hopefully, you know, the men I'm sitting in front of right now, but like, you know, just 
that's even more attractive when someone's just are able to accept that and just like, okay, well, I hope you have a good day and not taking it personal. It just shows that they're not sitting in their ego, you know? Yeah. It sounds like it was raised healthily. Well, I can't speak like healthy. Shut up. I didn't say nothing. You laughed at me. I don't like to be laughed at. Not today. Hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, I <laughs> completely off in this game. I started telling him that. <laughs> he is not the same. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't my episode. Still recovering. You ain't recover. But um, so to talk about rejection in the sphere of relationships, right? So we're talking about how people, when they're approaching someone trying to like get a phone number or whatever, and then they're rejected, they respond negatively. But let's kind of uh, talk about it in a way of people being afraid to approach people or, you know, Take things to the next level because of rejection. Like, what are y'all thoughts on that? Guest, you okay. have to say something. Now. <laughs> I said yes. I was about to say. I want to hear what Karan got to say if he got right. something. Nah, you first. I mean, so you're saying like if just why people are just afraid to be rejected in general? Yeah, in relationships. Yeah. You know. So I mean, when I think of that, I think there's a lot of examples, and I'll go ahead and be vulnerable. You know. We we're just talking about the dating apps, you know, a day or so ago. And so, you know, as a woman, you know, I, I, I think I'm not going to speak for all women, but we kind of want to be courted or, you know, a guy. We want a guy to ask for our number. But so, in some cases, like you end up just taking initiative and be like, OK, can I have your number? I'm ready to get off the app or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's just I think a part of the rejection that I'm kind of afraid of is more deep, like not really like if they said no to saying yes to like if they said that they didn't want my number I'm like, okay but I think the rejection comes from like later on when they actually get to know me mm-hmm. you know I'm afraid of them rejecting my personhood my personality like who I am rather than like I don't really know this person in the beginning yeah but then like later on once they get to know me they're like oh I kind of don't like you and that's what I'm that's what I'm afraid of and I think that just goes to show that yourself is connected to rejection you know like I'm kind of scared like if you reject me if you're rejecting my proceedings and you're rejecting me, I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. Do y'all understand no. what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes I, get sense. I think that goes back to what we said before about the men. Like, mm-hmm. says, nah, I'm all right. He's like, you're rejecting every part of me. It's, at yeah. least it seems that way. And maybe it goes back to like a part earlier in that person's life where they were rejected by like maybe parents or mm-hmm. whoever cares. Relationships. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. become triggered mm-hmm. and react aggressively or whatever. Yeah, trigger. I think that's what it triggers is a big thing, too, when it comes to rejection. Like, because, I mean, we can maybe be rejected. Rejection can be reacted differently in certain aspects of your life. So if I'm rejected in my place of work, it might not hurt me as much. I'm like, all right, well, it's fine. Or when I'm in an interview and I don't get the job, it's fine. Myself isn't connected to that. But I might be triggered in relationships. Like, it might hurt me if my mom were to say something to me rather than some rando on the street, you know. Yeah. Oh, with the heat, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's like it's it. definitely sectioned out. You know, I feel like it matters. What's that? I, I was I was going to attempt to say that word compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was going to butcher it, but it kind of seems like <laughs> rejection can be compartmentalized, mm-hmm. like different areas of your life, like you said, like relationships, work, um, maybe friendships. I well, that's a relationship, but you know what I mean, like just different areas. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's worth digging deep within yourself and like reflecting on like what really what what in my life have I been rejected in like rejected Mm -hmm. where in my life have I been rejected and just see the patterns of it like when have I felt the most rejected in my life yeah you know that can give you some insight too a whole lot Mm -hmm. so why do y'all think well I mean I think we kind of know I just I wanted to explore because you talked about rejection like once the relationship has already been established and not necessarily a romantic relationship but you guys have met in some kind of way the building phase so getting to know somebody Mm -hmm. Um, what about those that are afraid of even like initiating the building phase because Mm -hmm. they're afraid of rejection like you know people like they're out of my league or what if they say no like what are your thoughts on that probably a little bit of stuff low Mm self-esteem low confidence um 
maybe didn't have experience in doing so, maybe be afraid of being vulnerable and opening up and expressing themselves. Because mm-hmm. I said, once you, you know, open up and express yourself, you expect things to kind of go right. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, then the world comes shattering down. Yeah. And also I realized a lot of people don't understand that no is also an answer. Absolutely. When you when you go to make these advances, we go in the mindset of they're going to say yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a 50-50 split. They could say yes and they could say no. And people are usually never for the no answer. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when they get hit with that no, now they're trying to figure out and process, how do I respond to this? No, I don't know how to respond to this. So I'm just going to call you ugly. I ain't want you in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like you said, why do you try to talk to them in the first place if you didn't want them? Now I'm going to tear you down and belittle yeah. you to make yeah. you feel how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what is it called? <laughs> Displacement or projection? Yeah, it's projection. You made me feel like this. And now I'm going to try to make you feel like that. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy thing. Yeah. People do it all the time. Absolutely. So feelings are scary for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> rejection, <laughs> anxiety, feelings and emotion, anxiety, feelings fear. in general. Yeah, in general, right? Um, and, you know, rejection is included in all of that. So mm-hmm. it often feels like it can be world ending, right? But it's not. So I think it into the, like this broad conversation of rejection. Another component is understanding that it's not the end of the world. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. It's like, like, what's the worst? I, when I ask myself, like, what's the worst that could happen? This person says no. Okay. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Especially yeah. when it, well, I'm thinking in the mindset of dating, but even like, you know, when you're interviewing for a job or like, I don't know, what are some other examples that people experience rejection? Do y'all know? Like job interviews, I know that's a big thing. Yeah, I think the um, biggest ones are relationships and jobs. Because um, mm-hmm. I want to say family, but I'm, I'm like that's relationships too. Yeah. Uh, I forget. I'm blanking. Yeah. You you threw me off this episode, Devon. I I was ready to go. Well. Yeah, I think I think jobs and and relationships is a really big thing, but like it's like what's the worst that can happen? Of course, you know, with the privilege of saying like you know what's the worst that can happen with a job interview? But sometimes your whole livelihood is based off of that one job, you know, exactly. because you could be having family to take care of, or this is something you need to pay your bills it's like that. So I can understand how reject, but I don't, is that really, yeah, that's a form of rejection that could really hurt. So, but assuming that you're not having that struggle, you know, that what's the worst that could happen? You just get a no. Yeah. You know, or I, I thought of this um, rejection from society. Yeah. Mm. Like those that don't not fit it in. Yeah, that don't fit into like mainstream um how we're socialized to think we're supposed to be. Rejected by your yeah, peers. Rejected by peers, family. I empathize, I empathize the most with those people, like with people who don't fit in to the scope of what like, you know, a man is supposed to be, a mm. woman is supposed to be, or how you're supposed to dress, you know, like I don't know. Yeah. I get it. But then it's like you kind of taking it a step further. You kind of feel like you like that because they're being authentic. You know, they're even despite society rejecting them, they're still choosing to be their most authentic self. You know, the best type of people. Yeah. Yeah. But they're considered weird. They're considered weird. Recently, I had somebody call me weird because I was, I guess, different. But they said one thing that they liked about me, regardless of what they thought of me, I was still comfortable with who I was. Yeah, I don't care about you thinking weird all day. I'm still gonna go live my life, right? Like, what's the worst that can happen? You call me weird, it doesn't affect my life. My bills are still gonna get paid, the world's not ending, life continues on. So, mm-hmm. I'm not I think a lot of people wish they could have that mentality you're having because mm-hmm. I know if I was called weird on certain things, like I could, there's certain aspects I'm like, okay, I'll be weird about that, but sometimes you don't want to be weird, sometimes you want people to like understand you or accept you, you know, and not really reject your idea. You gotta accept yourself first for other people to accept you. You said what? You gotta accept yourself first for other people to accept you. That's a big thing. Yeah. Well, I wanna bring up this point because we've talked about how people politely reject, right? Mm-hmm. But there's also like extreme forms of rejection. So, you know, I, I brought up um, being rejected from society. Mm-hmm. That's not a minor rejection or being rejected mm-hmm. from your family. That can, that can lead to suicide, you know, trauma. And, and trauma in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So who wants to share some, um, their perspective on that? Because, you know, it's one thing to be like, 
I'm going to talk to this uh, person that I'm um, interested in because I find them physically attractive. And they say, no, like, no, I got a boyfriend or, or I have a girlfriend and you keep it pushing. But it's another thing to be like, I want my parents to love me and they're rejecting me because uh, maybe I am a different sexual orientation or uh, I got a profession that they don't uh, respect, you know, spans like that. I think one example that comes to mind and it might be sticky. I don't, I mean, it's not like that bad, but I think the biggest example that comes to me to mind is that, you know, people who are homosexual or lesbians or anything that is not heterosexual Mm -hmm. and them being actually Christian, like they still believe they still follow the faith of being a Christian, but they're everyone around them, their peers kind of rejects that orientation. You know, Mm -hmm. they could love them. They could still show love to them, but it's just like, at the end of the day, like, their people around them are saying like this isn't right you know even though they believe in the same thing yeah so that's the first example that came to my mind and I can almost I have so much empathy for that because just like I can only imagine how that feels like you're still trying to be true to yourself and your faith but then there's a whole group of people around you who don't believe that's right you know Uh that's what I think about I'd be forgetting questions, but just a <laughs> don't laugh at me. I am awesome. Well, um, just kind of piggyback off what she said, you know, forms of rejection like that, that can be really hurtful towards that person because it's start building like um they hard to like trust people, hard to build relationships, hard to uh how do I say trust again? Dang. Um jeez, I'm blanking out. <gasps> we might have to start recording on Saturdays because Sundays is not my day. <laughs> you need some help. Yes. No, but I understand what you're saying. Like, just trying to, like, you know, they, they're, they're trying to open themselves up to be vulnerable. Yeah. And it builds yeah. hardships for them. And their hardships tend to, you know, linger on throughout life because they don't know how to deal with it. Because, you no, know, the people they want love from, they're not getting it from because they're being rejected that love. So they might start doing other things to to receive that love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I think, you know, if those people are rejecting you, you know, not giving you the love that you need to care for you, you might have to cut them off and you know, go somewhere there, find your uh, community of the, of the people that you are you fit in with that will accept you and give you that love that you need. That's right. not easy. It's not always easy because it's hard to cut off family and parents and things like that because, you know. It's a whole process. And there's going pro- to be a time where you're going to be isolated for a while before you find that community. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people don't really understand. Yeah. yeah. Everything's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. What if you're six? Like you can't just like I right, I'm heading out. I'm gonna go find my tribe. <laughs> like, you know? tribe. Yeah, that's what people call it now. No, but yeah, I think tribe is a great word for that. I don't know. Hunters and gatherers. The people that you're with that are protecting you and you're protecting them. Mm-hmm. A six year old can't necessarily like do that. Yeah, do that. And I, I yeah. think that's the most that's the hardest thing about this part of talking about rejection is those people that can't like they can't do anything to like Mm -hmm. fix it you know in a sense like we talked about oh I talked about how emotions are hard like young kids and young people in general don't have great emotional intelligence in Mm -hmm. this country um and it's hard for us to process our emotions so I I just I feel for kids I work with kids and I feel Mm -hmm. for those that feel rejected from parents, from society, from whoever, and don't have any outlets and, excuse me, feel like there's no help because they they don't know who their tribe is. They're still trying to find themselves out. Like, you know, so many questions. I'm still trying to figure out who I am. I have, you know, largely I know who I am, but we change all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think when it comes to like teenagers and kids, you know, if they do have the privilege to, you know, be in contact with people like Devon or Karan and like that, have therapy, then they can develop coping skills on how to, you know, deal with their family household. But sometimes people don't, uh, the reality of things makes me upset. But, you know, some people don't have the opportunity to have those resources and to learn those skills. So they end up coming up with defense mechanisms and just bad habits that just manifests and it's hard, you know. Yeah. It is hard. But I think that's an important, uh, we made an important point. Um, Rejection isn't just small stuff like Mm -hmm. dating. It can be hard. It can be intense and it can be soul crushing. 
Yeah. Um, you brought this up, Raven, and there's a term you brought it up earlier. You said something along the lines of like, um, it's not, it's not all that bad, you know. Um, there's a term for that, and I hope I don't butcher this. Sometimes I don't be talking right. <laughs> Decatastrophizing. Mm-hmm. It's the process of like taking something that you fear and analyzing it in the way so that, uh, for example, you may a job interview. Like you may be stressed out, like this isn't going to go right. Like I don't even want to go because I'm afraid of not getting a job. When you go through the process of decatastrophizing, you think about the worst case scenario and you think about best case scenario. And then you think about the likelihood of both of those things occurring. And then you think about the uh, results of worst case scenario and best case scenario. And in a lot of cases, it's like the results of the outcome of the worst case scenario isn't that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad, you know, and the situations when there's minor stuff like a job, like, you know, I've applied to jobs that I've really wanted before, like in the past, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I, this job would be amazing for me when I apply and I feel really good about it and I don't I don't get a call back or email. I'm still, I'm still waiting for a call back from Best Buy. I'm trying to get that discount. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you just be like, yeah, I'm about to get this job. It's for me. And you never hear anything back. And. You know, unless like you need to get rent paid or mortgage paid, like right then and there, that's not really going to affect you. And even if you do, it's not something that's going to put you in harm's way unless you owe like some money to like the mob or something. You better mm-hmm. something. <laughs> but, you know, it's not something that in most cases, for most people, it's not something that's world ending. So I think that's a good skill to have, you know, when you think about minor forms of rejection. So yeah. one thing which will probably be the name of this episode, is you miss every shot you don't t- take. Every shot yeah. you don't touch. Karan is the one that actually first introduced me to this term. So because you introduced me to that term, you miss every shot you don't take. You ain't never heard that before. Boy. Not when you had said it to me like some years ago. Yeah. You was out there in the street back then. The bomb was out there chucking up that. everything. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, was, was never me. The bomb was like two for 15. That was never me. <laughs> but can, you want to explain that? Uh, basically, um, what you mean by you miss every shot you don't take? So, if there's an opportunity and you don't take that chance to you know to try out the opportunity, then you'll never grow from that experience. You know, you never know if you're able to do it or not. Mm. So like for an example, if let's say you are a well gentleman and you try to go talk to a female, you try to get her number. If you there's an opportunity for you, you know, okay, you see this this woman, you want to try to talk to her. The opportunity is for you to go talk to her. If you don't take the opportunity, then you, you never have a chance. Yeah, you, never have, you never know what could happen. Anything mm-hmm. could happen. Like you never know it could work out, it might not, but you'll never know if you never take that shot. So essentially, if you don't take that shot, then you'll never get a chance. And I said, it's I think taking those shots are important because for every shot you miss, you gotta look at it as this is an experience for me to learn from. This is a lesson for me to learn. No, every missed shot is not a bad opportunity. It's not always failure. No, we have to start looking at things as failure and look at things as an opportunity to grow. How can I grow from this experience and how can I be better at it next time so I don't miss next time? Yeah. And That's even funny. then, it's just like, you know, it kind of just left my head. Dang. Look at you blanking out. Yeah, that, we both that program, blanking out. That program do it to you. <laughs> <laughs> right. They killing me. But uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you just said. You know. Yeah. I think that's the only time you fail is when you don't try. Yeah. Because, like, remember, Karan and I, we, and I think we shared this before, but we talked about this podcast idea for a good while, and we weighed the pros and cons of starting it last year, you know? And when we finally started, we had already felt like we won because we were like, we did it. And Karan and I would come up with a lot of ideas and not, cap- like, follow through on most of them. So when we did this one, we were like, Excuse me. Regardless of whoever listens, regardless of if we have 20 episodes or 200 episodes, the fact that we started, we got a name, we got a logo, we have put out content. We got some mics. Don't forget the mics. We got some mics. Too much money. Too much money. I got the mics. It's over now. (laughs) We were like, we won at that point. And that's how I I try to take that mentality into uh, other areas of my life. Like, I don't fail unless I give up because you know i'm afraid or i just don't try it all it's another it's another saying 
in the losses where the lesson is learned. And I'm going to let y'all know right now, I don't lose, baby. So I never learn. Come great. Losing early. Yikes. Out. Well, I don't want to hear that. I won't lose. I was on pause. I can't pause. <laughs> and, in the game. and that's what I was going to say is that sometimes rejection is actually the. Like, for example, I'm, I'm a Christian. So obviously with the cross in the background, if anyone's watching the YouTube video. But like, I believe sometimes that, you know, God wants us to strive for something and not get it in order to learn something out of it, you know. <laughs> and so if it. Me be vulnerable again. I applied to go to Vanderbilt University, which is in Nashville, Tennessee. That was like my first, that was my first pick. And when I got denied from them, and mind you, I thought this is what God was telling me to do. Like I thought this was gonna be the path that I was supposed to be going through. Um, and when I got rejected by them, it made me realize that it was my ego that wanted to go and not me. Like, you know, going to a really, really good school and you know, having that status of being at a good school, you know, that was going to fulfill my ego. And if I didn't get rejected from them, I wouldn't have been able to go on a path where I'm dying to myself, like dying to my flesh and dying to my ego, you know? So I, I think that it was meant for me to apply and really, really want to go to Vanderbilt, you know, and to get that rejection in order to, you know, find a higher self. If that makes sense. What can you say? Be humble. That's no, yeah, humbling. It can humble you. I've, yeah, I've had some humbling moments. Go ahead and speak on that. I mean, shoot. <laughs> I wanted to add to the uh, roller decks on my mind, but um, he had a whole catalog, boys. Just because we've been talking about, shut up. We've been talking about relationships. So I wanted to think of something like outside of relationships. Um, like I said, I've, I've applied to jobs. Um, I applied to Norfolk State and they rejected me. They didn't reject me. Norfolk, they just they Norfolk just Norfolk never State. they never sent anything back. You counted <laughs> <laughs> that as a form of rejection. I mean it is. Oh, yeah. you oh, responded. Norfolk State was just like, yeah, well, you know, you lose on your win. So I, I didn't hear nothing Norfolk, back. Yeah. It is you know. I'm surprised. You're talking about like you applied to be in the program? I applied to go there for undergrad. Yeah. I hate when schools don't say nothing, though. Mm -hmm. I think that's just... See, Vanderbilt sent me a rejection letter on Valentine's Day. Mm. On Valentine's Day. I was like, and I was single. It was just a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we're going to make this memorable for her. Let's, let's Girl, give I it a that. <laughs> Very memorable. Give us some... Yeah. Uh, Woo, boy, I just recently got rejected. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whatever. Why y'all laughing for me? Y'all laughing at my feelings and my emotions. <laughs> the way you no, we're not. It's just the way you said it. Go right. ahead. How did I say it, first of all? So, um, nah, so basically, long story short, I've been chilling with this person. And eventually, I don't know, built up the courage to ask them, say, hey, do you want to be Valentine's Day? No, you ain't doing nothing. And they were like, hmm, I don't know about all that. I'm not sure. I said, okay. I think the hardest part for me, though, <laughs> I, I didn't even care about the rejection, to be honest. It was me expressing myself to that person. Once I got, once I finally got it out, I can I care less about what they what the response was. Like, you know, I feel so much about myself. I don't care what they say. Uh, I'm proud of you because that's really hard, you know, to ask someone and to put your feelings out on the table. Well, who you tell? Tell them what you told me. What I tell you? Um, after when we had talked about it. Oh, that was a win in my book because I was able to. Step out there, you know, put myself in a position to be vulnerable and express myself. So to me, yeah. the experience from that and being vulnerable, that was a win in my book. you're stronger. Yeah, basically. But now I'm not hitting on these streets again, you know, trying to do what it do. Yeah. And as y'all saw earlier, Ryan cannot express his feelings. So I can only <laughs> imagine how it was. Boy, I was like a 12 year old. <laughs> so, um, hold on, let me get this out of here. <clears throat> and I was like, do you remember that? They're like, what? Come I on, think on, <laughs> <sending notes. laughs> struggling, boy. I was struggling. You won't be my Valentine circle, yes or no. All right. I was like, hold on. You know how they do I was trying to write a note, child, can you get a note? Right. <laughs> Just give it to me later. You gotta tell me right now. Right. <laughs> oh man. Oh um, is Wait, there, did you ask? Hold on, I'm sorry. Did you actually text or uh no, no, I was on I was on the phone. I know I know better than that. I'm about to say more. No, I mean, that's, to me, which one's worse, phone or text? Text. Like, be waiting. Okay, yeah. Text is worse. What, wait, to ask or to ask? Uh, like, to ask. Yes. Oh, okay. I'd rather, I'd rather you make the effort. I'd rather in person, but if you can't do it in person, phone. Yeah. 
Yeah. Phone is phone call is the next best thing. Yeah. It's supposed to be in the person. Text message. Mm. You being lazy at that point. Unless you're at work or you can't talk on the phone. Unless you like thrillers. Then. I feel like it's lazy and it's easy to mask emotion behind text. So like you can mask your nervousness to asking. And even on the other side, you can mask like, ugh, hell no. Nah, or yeah. you know. So. Well, I, I remember one time I was dating this girl, right? And we were kind of going through it one and off type thing. And we was texting at the time. And she texted me, do you even want to be in this relationship? I took like five minutes to think about it. That was the longest five minutes of my life. And I said, no. She's like, oh, my God. Hey, you ain't even going to think about it. I'm like, I sat here for five minutes and thought about this. It was a long, long time. Yeah. God. You were set up for that. There was no way you were going to think that. <laughs> right? If you responded too quick, you would have been messed up. And if you took the whole day, you would have been messed up, too. So, mm -hmm, yeah. You being quick, it won't know when in that. It was a win for me. Yeah, rejection is just a, a weird thing. Um, everybody experiences it. Nobody wants it. And we all, I feel like another thing that we didn't talk about is this sense of entitlement that you're mm -hmm. supposed to get everything that you want. That's why I said um, earlier, you no, know, everybody expects things to go their way. They forget mm -hmm. that no is a valid response. Right. I think that's so, I think that's key, honestly. That's what, that would help me through my situation. I knew that me asking her that she might potentially say no, and I was okay with that. Yeah, you gotta know that when you say when you ask someone a question, they can give you any response, and no is one of those responses. I've been messing with my supervisor. My supervisor like, Cron, can you do something for me? I'm like, no. <laughs> they would just look at me. Like, what you mean, no? I said, you asked me a question. That's a yes or no. All right, I gave you the no response. So you give me a command if you need, <laughs> if you want me to do it. Right. right. Cron, it almost makes me think like we should just normalize rejection, if anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. So how do you propose? We do that, Raven. I think this is going to be really interesting. I mean, like, I think what Karan said was everything. Like, just being, don't ask if you aren't open to a no, you yeah. know? Like, don't ask, don't apply for nothing. Don't, like, date if you aren't ready. Like, specifically dating. Don't date unless you're ready to, like, to go through a whole bunch of no's, you yeah. know? Even on the girl side, like, you know, a guy could be feeling you and guys love the well, girls love the ghost, too. So I'm not going at like, you know, I'm I'm a ghoster. I'm not going to lie. Mm. But, um, you, you know, guys will show there. a lot of what you say. Bring, put it out bring you back for another episode. <laughs> right. No, for <laughs> real. <laughs> I'm not I'm not proud of it. But, you know, but a guy could be feeling you. And then one day he's just not, you know, and you have to be open to those experiences, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's honestly the best way that comes to my head, unless y'all have anything different. Um, I think that I think that's a good way. I think just in the home. I say we organize a march and just reject everybody throughout that march. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna stand on the stage and just start rejecting people. Yep. We're gonna start they're gonna start marching behind me. No, 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 reject it. No. <laughs> I'm starting to get everybody. Yeah, you got to get used to it. <laughs> um, right. You know, like they say with everything, it starts in the home. Yeah. It starts in the home. So stop raising entitled brats. Mm. If you are an entitled brat, get over yourself. Say That's another mm -hmm. episode, too. These parents, mm -hmm. need, these parents need to be better. Stop being trash. Yeah. Stop being stuck in these old ways, uh, right. traditions and whatnot, of raising kids and whatnot. No. Get better. Let them be emotionally expressive throughout the household. No, let them share. Stop shutting them down. Mm -hmm. these, kids, these kids are humans too. They have the same emotions you have exactly. as an adult. And it's, it's allow them to them. experience rejection. Like allow them to apply for volleyball and get rejected, and then comfort them and tell them that maybe you just need to practice next time. Like normalize, like finding those solutions. You know, and yeah. not going up to the coach and saying, "My daughter deserves to be on this volleyball." Like that. Yeah, it messes up everything. And even when I don't know if y'all remember this, but there was a time where even if like five year olds who were playing soccer, even if the if the team loses, they got a trophy. Like yeah. that kind of defeats the purpose of a competition. Yeah, and it takes away like the the drive that comes after not getting. The Trust me, them participation trophies are not as good as a regular trophy. I can tell you that. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying. Be a little, it's okay. This might sound really brute, but it's okay to be a loser, like to lose, you know, not a loser, but it's okay to lose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you 120%. Mm -hmm. I really do. I got a participation trophy one thing going on. What was it? Yeah. Uh, I played rec league basketball. 
who is the worst team in the league? Who like oh and whatever. But um, but I like it wasn't like here, you just here, you, you try it. It was more so our parents getting together like, hey, y'all did y'all best throughout the um this um sporting year through the season or whatnot. You know, they threw us a little party when I got us a little participation trophy. So it was more sentimental at that point for us. I think that, yeah. Granted, I see how people are like, nah, that's still participation. Yeah. Our parents, they show how much they care for us. No, we tried our best. Even though we were the worst team, they didn't let us know, no, y'all did all right, though. Keep trying. Don't give up. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's different. You know, like, it was at the end of the season. You know, y'all genuinely did put in work, whether y'all, not as, obviously not as much work, maybe, but y'all tried and y'all stayed throughout the whole season. And I think that should definitely, oh, no, not. <laughs> I was. I was amazing my basketball year. Not that first year. I was trying. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I got if anybody has seen the boondocks, Karan was Riley. Just dribbling away. Just not shooting. Couldn't shoot. Just dribbling Clearly away. a Devon hater. <laughs> what, what Riley say? If you ain't got people hating on you, then you ain't doing something right. <laughs> I like that. Anyways, I'm going uh, <laughs> to bring us out with the redirect corner. So let me explain this a little bit to the listeners. We won't do this every episode if we feel like it's, you know, no reason for it. So last episode, we didn't. But this one, I felt like it was necessary. So, of course, you guys know that Karan is an up-and-coming therapist. He's providing therapy now, trying to work towards becoming licensed. So he gives his perspective from that uh, area. And I am a certified mindfulness instructor. and I Certified, qualified. Certified, qualified mindfulness yeah. mental health worker. Oh, ain't it double? Is it double what? Double certified? I'm about to be double certified. So I give uh, my perspective on that. So we got to get a, a up and coming student in training. Y'all was going to skip her too. Okay. You, she, you she made a script. She's going to do it too. Nice. Read our right corner for everybody. So this is for uh, specifically for men or anyone with fragile egos. What kind of like feedback, uh, counseling, or you know, redirection would you provide those people with fragile egos that can't take the word no? I want Raven to go first so she don't take my up and coming response. <laughs> I would not. We Lady have two first. perspectives. Lady first. I mean, so what advice would I have for someone who has a fragile ego? I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess just, I think I'll have to go back to, you know, just, I think a lot of it has to do with reflection. So just reflect on, you know, your past and what Devon mentioned with compartmentalizing the different rejections and what triggers you the most and really diving into those triggers. Like, uh, where do you, what do I think this came from? Even going to therapy and at, like having a therapist help you figure that out. Or if you don't have that, then just really just self-healing, you know, maybe you have a fragile ego because your dad taught you that, you know, because your dad was that person. Or maybe uh, you have a power struggle. You feel like you should have power over women, like, and dive into what patriarchy means and like, you know, what society has told you, like all these different things. I feel like you should definitely reflect on that journal, write it down, like talk to people, talk to women, get their perspective, like, you know, and just follow the right people on social media. Like a lot of, not going to mention specific famous people, but a lot of famous people like reinforce the idea of power struggles and, you know, egoic man, you know, just all of that. So just be careful of what you consume. And I think reflection is really key to just being better. Oh, wow. Yeah. You kind of said it right? No, she did because I got more to say. Yeah, all right, go ahead. You, Mr. Double Certified Qualified, you can go ahead and step out. <laughs> go ahead. So, I'm going to say for those who have fragile, as Devon said, those men, I guess, who have I, fragile. I any. You said men first, though. Man and anyone who has those fragile egos and feel the need to harm somebody because of rejection and things like that. You need to get to the root cause of why you, why is your ego so fragile? You know, is it because of the household you grew up in where you had to be a macho man where you didn't? get to express emotion. Sorry. How dare you? You not hear that beat. That beat told me to shut up for a second. But um, you grew up in this household, basically it's kind of toxic. No, you had to be a manly man. So you had to do everything the manly way. No, not expressing emotions, being tough all the time. Now I want to let you know, it's okay to be in tune with your feelings. You have to 
know what these feelings are so you can deal with them. So you need to be able to sit in them and understand why do you feel these feelings and be able to verbalize that. So you won't be out there when you get hurt and rejected. You know, you're not out there. You know what? I'm going to take this anger and ball my fist up. No, you need to understand why you're angry, upset and you know, hurt. And then do something about it. No, cope. Cope with that feeling. And then find a way to make it better for yourself. So you, when you have that feeling, you're not always angry and ready to strike back and whatnot. So basically get in tune with your feelings. It's okay to be a man and be emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what I got. Oh. See, she ain't say it all. all right. Well, you know, I'll go with my little perspective. Uh, I won't say a little, but um, I learned a couple of things from some of the teachers that have been involved in the course that I took. Uh, one of them is there's two wings to like mindfulness and, and all of that. And it's compassion and awareness. So in this aspect, I would say, of course, compassion. You should have compassion towards the people that you're talking to. So something's drawn you towards them, whether it's physical attraction or you like the way they speak or whatever. Um, you just be nice. Like, <laughs> it sounds so simple, but essentially what you're saying Follow the golden rule. If you want people to be nice to you, you be nice. Treat others mm-hmm. how you want to be treated. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, I said the same. No, um, <laughs> you had your time to talk. It's my time. So, you know, treat people fairly um, and understand that their value isn't diminished just because they don't give you what you want. And then the awareness, and I'm making it brief because I pretty much said everything. The awareness sure part did, is uh, understanding your emotions. It's normal to feel bad you know, bad um, when you have some kind of rejection. So just, you know, allow yourself to feel that without being reactive and lashing out and go do something else. Like it's not really taught in our society for men to journal, but that's something that men should do. Yeah. And one of you guys, I think both of you guys brought that up, a journal or go talk to your friends or go lift weights or something that's going to make you feel better. But just know that it's normal. Nothing wrong with feeling rejected or feeling bad for feeling rejected or sad. Or You're not the only one experiencing rejection in the world. Everybody goes through it. Exactly. You're not special. Uh-huh. <laughs> so with that, um, again, thank you, Raven, for participating and joining us. Your perspective is always Thank you for great. having me. I love this. This is great. Anytime anybody say, I want a female perspective, I'm going to throw this episode at them every time. Every time. <laughs> Make them listen to it like 10 times. I hope they like it. I want to give a shout out to Joyner. Uh, he was somebody that commented on one of our social media posts. And the question was, what can we do to make the podcast better? And by ending this episode said, right now. Joyner said, more Devon. So, you know, Joyner, I respect your word and your opinion. And, you know, we've taken that into consideration. Wow. Um, Karan's, Karan's going to get a word clicking. He'll have a certain amount of words <laughs> to say per episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we're going to do it. A hundred words, that's it. That's even pushing yeah. on this kid. But are you so. going wildly, boy? He'd be talking about I'm a big man. Every, every word is shade. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again, Raven. Yes. Uh, with that, we are finished. Read that right now. We out of here. All right. Peace out.